All right. Hello there, and welcome to episode 18 of the From a Certain Point of View podcast. I'm Josh. And I am Adam. And once again, we're here to bring you Star Wars news, reviews, and points of view. And Adam, what have you been up to in Star Wars this week? Uh, A lot of books. Uh, So this is what happened to me this week. I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I use um, a library membership to do a lot of my Star Wars reading and, and audiobook listening. And uh, what happened this week is that my waiting list blew up and like everything came to me at once. So nice. the way the the way it works, um, I have a membership at a at a Pittsburgh uh, library, and it's really nice. I mean, it's totally free. And I can get any any Star Wars uh, audiobook and ebook uh, sent you know right from my home. I don't have to go to Pittsburgh to get it. I just have to fire up my tablet, and it's there. Uh, but it kind of works like a regular library does with a, with a physical copy. So there's only so many copies available, and if everyone is reading those at the time, then you'd have to get a, get yourself on a waiting list. So I try to plan these. So that if I'm on a waiting list for one that's like maybe three weeks long, then I'll join one that's maybe like six weeks or seven weeks long uh, to kind of stagger them a bit. Uh, But, you know, people can return these at any time. And, you know, if if they read it in three days, then they're done. Then they can just return it. And then, you know, your wait list isn't that long. So that must have happened because I got like four books at once to read in three weeks. And I'm like, freaking out a bit so i'm uh working on i was working on phasma and i took a little break from phasma and now i'm working through um thrawn uh alliances uh the one with him invader so that's the second book of mm-hmm. that current run of thrawn novels so um honestly that's that's pretty much my Star Wars week. I haven't even got a chance to watch uh, Clone Wars yet. So, uh, mainly, mainly uh, digging myself out of a, a book hole. So. <laughs> well, it sounds like that'll help you with your uh, your canon catch up that you've been doing at least. But, yeah, yeah. yeah if, if I can get through all of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> How long do you have a do you have a certain amount of time to read them? Or three weeks. Three weeks. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, for me, it hasn't been a super busy week in Star Wars. I mean, I, I tuned in. I think it must have been Monday night for the yes. you know, with you with you for the uh, reveal of Project Luminous that we're going to talk about in our new segment today. Yeah. Um, which got me really hyped and really excited, and I'm looking forward to to chatting with you about that. I did watch the Clone Wars last night. And I did continue reading Force Collector. As as I've said before, I'm a very slow reader, so I'm about 75% through. But I'm thinking, you know, I'll have a, a full review of that one next week, and I'll, I'll try to keep it spoiler-free. So um, cool. that's what I've been up to this week. Cool. So uh, like you mentioned, we have some news this week, and most of the, most of the news is going to be Project Luminous. We're going to break that break that beast down for you all. Uh and then our 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 second segment after that, we're going to talk with Sean uh, from the MRC Tech channel. He uh, he does a podcast called Star Wars by MRC Tech, and we had him on. Uh, we are talking a lot about books and comics a little bit too, uh, and and mainly 
if you haven't read Star Wars, Star Wars books yet and you're thinking about jumping in, this might be the uh, the podcast segment that you, you should listen to. So uh, it's a good chat. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we talked live on Monday night, recorded that live on Monday night, and then we hung out and covered the uh, Project Luminous news. So that was it was a fun night with Sean. It sure was. It was a lot of fun. I re- really enjoyed uh, doing that with you guys and looking yeah. forward to talking more about it. And we also had a poll this week uh, that was put yes. out on Twitter about the release of Rise of Skywalker and in and, and what form would you watch it or purchase the film when it comes out. Um, we had four options. It was digital copy, physical copy, uh, the Saga box set, or di- waiting for Disney+. Plus. And the results came in this way. The digital copy got 13% of the vote. Uh, That comes out a little earlier on March 17th. Uh, The physical copy won with 50% of the vote, uh, which comes out on the 31st. And the Skywalker Saga box set, 13%. And then Waiting for Disney Plus got 24% of the vote. So it seems like um, at least most of those who voted are going to pick up the, the physical copy. And uh, surprised how high the uh, Disney Plus one was. Yeah, yeah, it was a little higher than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not sure what I'm going to do. My my wife, um, you know, I'd say about a year ago or so, got us a, a membership to the Disney Movie Club, no, and yeah. it, you know, the I'm still debating whether what the benefits of that are. I mean, we did get a few movies right off the bat for you know basically a, a dollar yeah, yeah i think that's the main benefit i've done that twice yeah. now like I've, I've done it and then canceled and then done it again and right the person i talked to yesterday did inform me that if i pre-ordered the rise of skywalker i would get it on release day sent to my house so yeah uh, i might i might i might go with that option yeah they're pretty good with that and then i know mm-hmm. i've gotten some like um art prints um, yeah, there's a lithograph included yeah. included with it and everything, which is which is nice. Yeah, so. I, I got a stormtrooper, like a Rogue One thing uh, from them one time. It's kind of mm-hmm. neat. It, it, that, what, what, I think what's most how many votes did we get in that poll? By the way, uh, there was only like eight votes, I think, okay. this week. So yeah, yeah, I, I think it's interesting uh, that would you say. What'd you say digital got? Was it like 13% or something like that? 13%, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, um, if if more people responded, I'm curious to see what the yeah. result would have been. But, you know. Yeah. Anyhow, I think we are ready to head into our new segment this week. Well, you want the bad news or the really bad news? <laughs> Okay, so our first article this week comes from Star Wars Newsnet, and Giancarlo Esposito teased uh, some some exciting news about Mandalorian Season 2 at Fan Expo Vancouver, and his quote was, The prop guys are wondering about me because I was in a bit of a commotion and a bit of a struggle with someone else, which I'm hoping you'll enjoy when you see it. Major, major, epic, epic lightsaber action happening on this show. And I should mention that I'm the only character in the first season who is able to be honored having the lightsaber. So it feels wonderful. So Adam, what's your reaction to this major epic lightsaber action happening in the Mandalorian? Because that's not something I necessarily would have expected. Um, is he, do you think he's talking about just him using the saber or him going up against, you know, somebody else with a saber? What are your thoughts on this? Uh, well, it sounds like someone else with a saber because he says that he was only one in the first season 
right uh, to get right. to get a lightsaber. So mm-hmm. pro- probably probably um, it sounds like someone else. I think so. Yeah, could be. So yeah, I I think that that gets me even more excited for season two of the Mandalorian, seeing what that what that might be. Because again, it, I wasn't expecting lightsabers in in this series, so yeah. it could be interesting to see. Yeah. Moving on to our second article this week, um, we have the working title of the Kenobi series was released, and um, this again also comes from Star Wars Newsnet, and the working title is Pilgrim. Now we know with working titles of, of any movie, it doesn't always indicate anything necessarily, but Adam, did you have any thoughts on the working title for Kenobi? Uh, I'm glad it's a working title. Yeah, I wouldn't want it to actually be called I'm Pilgrim. So. Not thrilled yeah. by Pilgrim, but uh, right, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like I said it's a working title, so I wouldn't expect that one to. Uh, I I wouldn't expect it to to make it to the to the final title card in Disney Plus. We'll say that. Right. Yeah. So this is just a working title. Um, it could have some meaning. Might not have any meaning at all. You know, maybe he's he himself is a, is kind of a pilgrim or i don't know if he'll be making a, a a pilgrimage to any other planets in the in the show or if he'll be kind of secluded on tatooine the whole time we'll we'll have to see so mm-hmm. yeah and our uh, our next news article um is concerning the battlefront 2 recent update um it was the there was an age of rebellion update so we're seeing some co-op action in some of the mm-hmm. um original trilogy planets or rebellion age planets and some other updates you have you have an ewok hunter as a character that you can play as and there was another character too adam do you know what that one was uh i can't can't remember i haven't even had a chance to play yet Uh, i downloaded the update installed it but i didn't get a chance to, to fire it up so. Yeah, it was an ISB agent for the ah, the Galactic okay. Empire joining the ranks. Um, so yeah, I didn't get to play it yet. I I downloaded the update and everything, and I haven't played any co-op yet. So I was yeah. wondering if what what your thoughts are on the co-op. If you've if I you've love played co-op. that at all, I prefer okay. co-op. Yeah. What, uh, how does co-op work exactly? It's mainly you and three other humans against uh, AI. Uh, it's AI. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are there certain like? Is it just like you just have to like kill the opponent, or are there objectives and? It's 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 mainly like the like the um, multiplayer modes. Okay. Except for the the opposing team and all all the all your other teammates are all AI, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's basically you uh, four against uh, the whole team of AI. So yeah, you're mainly doing like the multiplayer modes. That's cool. Yeah, I I think that's the thing I'm most interested in is is jumping in there and doing the co-op. Um, on co-op the is the way to go, especially if you're looking for XP on like double, right. triple XP weekends because it gives you stupid amounts of XP. Nice, but um, yeah, we have some of the planets featured. We have Yavin, Death Star Two, Endor, Hoth, Tatooine, um, specifically Mos Eisley, the Kess, uh, Kessel, and mm. Jabba's Palace. Um, so those are the, the places you can go in, in the co-op mode. So Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to jump on there. I haven't played Battlefront in a, in a while, 
So this gives me a reason to do that. And it's nice that they're keeping this game fresh and, and still updating it after, I mean, I think it was released back in like what? Uh, 2017. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I think it was right around the last Jedi. It might've been 17. Yeah. And they're still keeping it going here in 2020. So good stuff. And now we're ready to jump into our, our main news topic this week, which was that Project Luminous was revealed as the High Republic. And and we've got a lot of stuff here um, that we can talk about. Adam, yeah. I'll, let you, I'll let you get started. I know you're excited about the High Republic. I am um, very excited about this. Yeah. So, Monday night, uh, probably around 10.30 Eastern, uh, 10.30 our time, uh, one of the things I was surprised about initially, just to say this, I, I I don't know why there wasn't a live stream of this. Yeah. I don't know how hard it would have been to just go on YouTube or something like that and hit the go live button. Ended up refreshing Twitter a thousand times that night. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like you said, uh, Project Luminous is the High Republic, and that's kind of what it's been rumored as for the mm-hmm. last couple months. Uh, we've gotten some of those tidbit drops and comics and and well, mainly comics i guess but actually even before they went live uh random house dropped a cover uh of the what, their main adult novel in this in this uh, first wave of, of stuff and so we found out around seven o'clock uh our time oops oops yeah yeah uh they even put it up for pre-order early so it, it was it was there it was it was definitely real uh but we found out it was called Light of the Jedi, and that's written by Charles Soule. And uh, Charles Soule has been uh, a mainstay in the comics for a number of years now. So to see him switch over and write a full novel, it's, that's pretty exciting for me. Uh, yeah, same here. I'm I'm definitely excited to to read a novel by him. You know, given yeah. that I've enjoyed the, the comics he's written very much. Yeah, for sure. So we have a little bit of a. S- Plot synopsis uh, for Light of the Jedi. We'll just start there. Uh, that's coming from Del Rey, and that's going to launch on. That's uh, it's going to uh, become available on August 25th this year. So we've got about a little less than six months to go to wait for Light of the Jedi and the High Republic. What we have, as far as story goes, this is set about 200 years before the events of Phantom Menace. So we're going to be covering that that space of time, which actually hasn't been touched ever before in Star Wars, even in Legends. Uh, this this is a brand new era, so this is pretty exciting for me. And I think it's pretty smart, too. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it gives them a, a brand new space of time to explore that they don't have to worry about being compared to what was done before. Um, I think eventually they will do Old Republic. They'll go even farther back. Uh, but for right now, it gives them some separation to to explore a brand new era of time uh, that they don't have to, like I said before, they don't have to worry about uh, readers saying, well, this isn't how this happened in, in you know years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, yeah. you know, this isn't the story I'm used to. They can they can just tell their own story. Great brand new characters. Uh, there's uh, the potential for crossover with a few characters, and um, you know mainly Yoda is the one that gets mentioned. But you know there's also Yaddle. 
uh, it's possible for a baby Ch- Chewie to show up at some point, and I, you know, I wonder about that, but mm-hmm. it's possible. It's totally possible because uh, we're only two hundred years here. So the question is, can baby Chewie compete with baby Yoda? That's that's really the question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Light of the Jedi, and, uh, I, I actually do have a little bit of a synopsis here. Yeah, I'd say Light of the Jedi is probably the one I'm most excited about. Yeah. Um, uh, I think so, we're gonna oh, go see that event that, kind of the, I think the event that is the catalyst for, yeah, for all of yeah, this is yeah. gonna happen here. So. Yeah, so this is a quick synopsis here. So 200 years before the events of Star Wars, The Phantom Menace... In the area of the glorious High Republic, the noble and wise Jedi Knights must face a frightening threat to themselves, the galaxy, and the Force itself. Uh, one of the things they talked about during this reveal event was something called uh, uh, the Great Disaster? The Great Disaster, yes. Yeah, uh, it sounds like... Uh, um, it sounds like that event's going to be covered in Charles Soule's novel. Uh, it sounds like that's going to happen towards the beginning of this novel, and then... His story seems like it's going to be how the Jedi initially respond to that disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would so. tend to agree. So, Light of the Jedi, like I said, that that's our first High Republic story. That's going to happen on August 25th. Uh, we also got two young adult novels, which I'm actually equally excited about both of these. The first... Let's talk about is uh, Into the Dark by Claudia Gray. Claudia Gray coming back to to young adult Star Wars novels. First of all, I love this cover. Uh, this cover has a it's a, a younger Jedi and a younger uh, I'm not sure what I'd call her in the background there uh, because you know we don't have a Republic army. I don't know if she's uh, a Jedi herself, but she's holding a thermal detonator. So I'm, I'm not quite sure what she might be. If she'd be like a, a smuggler or something like that. Uh, maybe a pirate. I love this cover mainly because this feels... This cover looks so EU to me. Yeah, it does. For sure. It really brings back shades of some of the classic covers back then. Just the art in that cover just pulls me right in. Like, I'm I'm ready for that book like right now. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the cover art looks just great, and I just love the look that they're going for um, in the High Republic. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to I'm excited to see this. As far as the art and the cover goes, even back to uh, Light of the Jedi, it has this very '50s '60s sci-fi vibe to me mm-hmm. um, because of the I think mainly like the the robes that they wear that the Jedi are wearing uh some of the character designs just feels very golden age of sci-fi yeah and i mean we're going to get almost golden, fantasy go- as well yeah and we're going to get the golden age of the Jedi here which i'm very excited about to see you know ever since attack of the clones i've wanted to see multiple jedi kind of mm-hmm. in action i mean i'm going to yeah. have to read it and imagine it in unless at some point down the line they they turn it into you know um a, a series or a movie or something like that. But. Yeah, and I mean, we we didn't really talk enough about this cover, actually, now that I'm mm-hmm. looking at it again, because I love this cover. This is beautiful cover art. Uh, but we have a, a, a blonde female Jedi that seems to be taking the lead here. Her name is Avar Chris. Uh, in the back left, uh, there's a, a 
a Jedi Wookiee, which is awesome. And yeah, we don't see that. Sure. Yeah, we don't see that too often. I find it interesting that so many people say that that's the first. Uh, it's like, uh, no, mm. <laughs> you should watch Clone Wars again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so his name is Buryaga Agaburi, I believe. <laughs> it's, it's, mm. it's, very, it's, it's an interesting name. Yeah. I, we have a, a a male Jedi with blue lightsaber immediately to the right of Avar Chris, and I, you know, I don't believe he's been named yet. And then in the far right hand corner, there's a I don't know what that species is. It looks like a like a Twi'lek, but right. then it doesn't. So we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Uh, yeah. but he actually has a yellow lightsaber. So that's cool. Yeah. So get. yeah, and speaking of the lightsabers, I, I think again we're going to get more insight into maybe what the different lightsaber colors mean, and and seeing different mm-hmm. styles yeah. of lightsaber and 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 those types of things in the yeah. High Republic. So. Buryaga has a cross uh, cross guard on his, mm-hmm. which is cool. Uh, not a cross guard like Kylo Ren's, where the you know the uh, the arms or whatever they'd be called. Uh, are also li- mini tiny lightsabers. Uh, his is just metal. Yeah. So very cool looking. And then on the mm-hmm. top right corner above above the characters, kind of uh, far off in the distance, there's a, a space station. And if you've read uh, Star Wars number two, uh, the new comic uh, from the new comic series, uh, it seems like that's uh, Project Starlight, uh, the space mm-hmm. station. So. Yeah, and it's a different kind of space station than we're used yeah. to, and I'm I'm glad it's not a, a Death Star type space station. But did it has you a see the look? And you know, well, maybe not too unique. Did you see some of the comparisons of 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 that to the uh, to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Because that actually yeah, that spire going up yeah. looks very familiar to the uh-huh. uh, Jedi Temple on Coruscant. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Now that we've talked about that the whole way through, uh, let's go back to Into the Dark. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a synopsis for you here as well. Uh, this one's coming from Disney Books, and we have a, da- uh, a date for this is October 13th, so we'll have a couple months in between there. Padawan Wreath Silas, and I, that should be um, the, the male with the green Jedi, uh, green mm-hmm. uh, the male Jedi with the green lightsaber on, on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a 16-year-old Jedi, and he's being sent from the cosmo- cosmopolitan galactic capital of Coruscant. That's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> to the undeveloped frontier, and he couldn't be less happy about it. He'd rather stay at the Jedi Temple studying the archives. But when the ship he's traveling on is knocked out of hyperspace in a galactic-wide disaster, Wreath finds himself at the center of the action. Uh, the Jedi and their traveling companions find refuge on what appears to be an abandoned space station. But then th- uh, strange things start happening, leading the Jedi to investigate the truth behind the mis- the mysterious station. A truth that could end in tragedy. It's very intriguing. I, and I, I love yeah. the fact that, that at least both um, of these first two novels we're talking about kind of are overlapping a little bit in the you know in terms of this event that's happening this disaster and yeah. kind of maybe different characters having to deal with that event um, right. so i think that's I, I love the the connectivity here um yeah yeah for sure 
So our next novel is a another young adult novel, and that's A Test of Courage by Justina Ireland. And I gotta be honest, I'm not familiar with Justina Ireland's uh, work. And yeah, her, the name is familiar, but I'm not sure what she's written exactly. Yeah. So uh, I can tell you what she will be writing, and that's called A Test of Courage. And Indeed. that cover looks very cool. It's a it's an animated style cover. Kind of looks a little bit resistance esque in its art, um, but also mm-hmm. you know calls shade. You know, there's a few shades of you know some other Star Wars animated stuff as well. Um, yeah, we have a, a, a female, a green skinned female Jedi on the front. She's wielding. It looks like a yellow lightsabers. I would imagine with colors kind of a little yeah. weird on that one. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell. Um, could also even be purple uh, because. It's hard to tell, like you said, but yeah, you know, some yeah. of the, some of the atmospheric effects around her make it a little bit hard to tell what that is. Um, mm-hmm. I think it could actually maybe be purple, uh, but we'll see. Uh, and then behind her, we have a a, a male. Uh, it looks like a blonde male Jedi uh, with a, with a cape and everything like that. So he has a blue lightsaber, and then a a little group of three. They they look younger. There's two two younger humans, and then a droid. Yeah, this looks like uh, it's it's obviously with the style of the animation and everything. It looks like mm-hmm. it's geared more toward more towards the younger crowd, um, possibly. But you know that won't prevent me from reading it <laughs> because you yeah, know I watch yeah. I, I watch all of the animated shows and everything yeah. as well. So yeah. Synopsis on this one: uh, when a trans when a transport ship is abruptly kicked out of hyperspace as part of the galaxy wide disaster, a newly minted teen. Jedi Vernestra Rowe, uh, guessing on some of that pronunciation there, mm-hmm. uh, a young Padawan, uh, an audacious tech kid, and the son of an ambassador. So um, I'm guessing those are those two uh, children that we see uh, in the back part of that cover. Um, yeah. So uh, they are an, an audacious tech kid, the son of an ambassador. They're stranded on a jungle moon where they must work together to survive both a dangerous terrain and a hidden danger lurking in the shadows. As I was looking at this, it says actually that this is a middle school novel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's dropping September 8th, and age range on that one is 8 to 12. So it looks like they're trying to you know, target a, a wide audience here with, with right. these different publications, which is, right. is definitely smart. Our next title is going to be Star Wars The High Republic, and that's Marvel uh, Marvel comic series, uh, simply titled The High Republic. Uh, the cover on here, I believe I read somewhere that that's actually a variant edition of the cover. Um, okay. But that shows off what appears to be some of the bad guys here, uh, which are called Nile, and that's spelled mm-hmm. N-I-H-I-L. If you look up the word Nile, uh, you're going to find that means someone who doesn't believe in anything. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, so they don't believe in the, in the force, maybe, or they? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah. Maybe. Uh, I'm, we're just assuming here and speculating. Just kind of. Uh, yeah. Just kind of maybe guessing. they're trying. Maybe they're trying to take the force away from the the Jedi somehow, or something like that. If that's even possible, uh, I ha- I have ideas. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I I think that they I think that they might be force users, and I think that they might just be. I, I think that they might not believe in any 
type of rules or any type of boundaries or anything you know they just don't they don't subscribe to the jedi way or the sith way just uh maybe they're just straight force users type of thing right right and i you know i don't think that they have any any boundaries to how they'll use the force either right you know Uh, so maybe this might be something like that that could be cool because One of the things that was discussed here it, it, when uh, when they when they gave this uh, whole reve- reveal is uh, one of the story elements that that interested interested them most was I think it was Caven uh, Scott uh, had asked you know what scares the Jedi mm, yep yep and I, I I think maybe a group of force wielding people who just don't care about anything mm-hmm. uh i think that could be scary that could be because they're they're probably hard to predict and unpredictable yeah. kind of you don't know because they don't believe in anything necessarily right the only the only other thing i thought of when that question was posed and i love the idea of making your villain being something that scares the jedi mm-hmm. um you know i go back to the conversation that palpatine had with anakin in episode three and talking about the Jedi are afraid of losing their power. Um, and you know, that, that's what I keep coming back to. Like it, are they somehow going to, to lose their power possibly? Um, I don't know, you know, just, just a, a thought. Yeah. I, I don't know either. Um, I think it'll be something completely different. And like, we're talking about these cataclysmic events, Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to have like physical ramifications across the galaxy because, because right. so far in two of the novels we've talked about, ships are getting knocked out of hyperspace during this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems almost like, I don't know, maybe something went supernova or something, you know, maybe. kind of sent shockwaves yeah. throughout the entire galaxy or, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. In- interesting stuff. I'm very excited to see how that how that works out. Same here. Uh, but Marvel's comic series is uh, actually written by Kevin Scott. Nice. Uh, who we just mentioned. And uh, that one actually takes place on uh, the space station, the Starlight Beacon space station. Mm. Mm. Uh, mostly takes place there. So uh, I, th- I think we'll get some other scenes or some other things like that. But it's mostly... Um, takes place on 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 the space station which i think is an interesting idea kind of calls back to uh for me it reminds me of like a star trek like a deep space nine or something yeah. like that which was mostly yeah. on on the space station so it's it's mm-hmm. uh definitely interested in checking that one out um, sure. i was a little surprised by like I, you know i was expecting obviously charles soul to do the comic because we heard that marvel was part of this yeah um they, they threw us a curveball Kevin Scott actually jumped jumping into the uh, to the comics realm here with Marvel, mm-hmm. and then uh, Daniel Jose Elder, uh, who wrote uh, Last Shot, the Han novel, mm-hmm. uh, he's actually taking a comic as well. He's doing the other comic uh, from IDW. I, uh, IDW's comics are a little more geared to the younger audience as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his will be called uh, the High Republic Adventures. Uh, the cover for that seems to show a. Uh, people are speculating that that's a Lasat on the left. Um, Farz Farzala, I believe his name is. 
and uh, an another darker skinned Jedi on the right. You think that looks like a Lasat? Um, if if I you know I'm not really good with the alien species names. I mean I know I know a few uh, here and Zeb, there. Zeb uh, rebels. Is, uh yeah that that kind of it could be I can see that for sure. Okay. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, so we don't have any information really about their names, uh, other than w about what what they are. I mean, we have their names. Uh, like I said, that Lasat looks like it's Farzala, and if, if I'm reading that right. <laughs> mm, yeah. And then your, I, your guess is better than mine on that uh, one. And then on, on the right, the female I believe is Luca, but I'm not sure if that's an L or a C. So. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to tell. It's either Lula or Luca, and I don't know which. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the IDW series, the High Republic Adventures. Yes. So that rounds out. Um. That yeah. All, all of the, the like current like phase one. Yeah, and that's the other thing I wanted to say is they they mentioned flat out that this is phase one, so we're, this isn't gonna wrap up in this in this uh, these five stories here. We're gonna get more mm -hmm. beyond this and. You know, not only that, but there were other uh, partnered publishers that they mentioned that haven't even uh, been, been announced been or announced been, yet. Yeah, right. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, so I have those here. One of them is uh, Viz, who does a lot of uh, manga. Uh, I'm not usually a huge manga fan, but I think as I was looking through all this news. The one thought that kept coming into my head is, I think I'm going to get all of these things. Mm -hmm. if, if there was a, uh, a a manga that tied into this, I would definitely jump in and buy it. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the the approach they're taking here is, it's. I think it's going to feel like you need to read mm -hmm. all of these to get the whole story because it's all connected, which I think is something the fans really have been asking for, and and they're they're listening. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Yeah. So I uh, mentioned Viz. Uh, Titan Comics uh, is another one. Um, I had to look some of these up. Uh, Titan does. So all of these have partnered with uh, Star Wars at some point in the past. Uh, Titan has done graphic novels, which I think would be super interesting if we mm -hmm. got like this longer form graphic novel. For sure. Uh, and they've also done some other... They've worked with Star Wars to, to do some magazines and other publications. Um, so one of the things that they've done is... Um, I think they call them um, book scenes or something like that. It's kind of a combination between magazines and and, and, a, and a book. Uh, mm -hmm. Where they do some like longer form interviews and longer form articles. Um, but could get some like short stories in that form. Yeah, because uh, Star Wars has definitely done short stories released through magazines in the past. Uh, Abrams is on there. That's the uh, that's that round logo with an A in the middle. Uh, Abrams actually does the uh, the art uh, the art of books. So you know, recently we had the art of Rise of Skywalker that had a lot of the concept art. Mm -hmm. uh, and. And just saying with this stuff, this, this concept art was really cool looking. Yeah, I mean, I could see them releasing a whole art of the mm -hmm. High Republic. I mean, I, I think yeah. they really do dove into the artwork and treated it as if it was going to be a film, you know, right. and 
and, you know, just really dove into that. So, yeah. Um, B&M books, uh, which is Becker and Mayer, uh, they, they do some of those, I, I kind of call them novelty books. If, if, if you've ever been to Barnes and Noble and you have those few aisles of stuff, uh, right up front, you have a lot of like the coffee table style books, I guess. Mm-hmm. they kind of do that so they've done some star wars stuff before uh like uh, there's a few star wars origami books out there like the uh kind of like the paper crafting books yeah i've seen those before it yeah book fairs at my elementary school and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. um so now i wonder if we get you know th- they do that type of stuff so i wonder if we might get something like that from them uh DK books is on there as well. Uh, and they've done star Wars kind of visual dictionary stuff. Uh, so I would be, a, I'd be a hundred percent behind getting a, a star Wars visual dictionary for yeah. the high Republic. Uh, Cause once again, some of this art was amazing. And if I could kind of, I would probably keep something like that uh, by me. Uh, as I'm reading every one of these books, you know, mm-hmm. something you can kind of reference yeah. and look yeah. at. And then Inside Editions uh, is on there as well. Uh, most recently, they did uh, the Secrets of the Jedi, which was a a reference book. And they've also done. Have you ever seen those owner owners manual books? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Okay, so there's uh, I know there's one for the Falcon, and I th- uh, think one for X-wing, and I, I don't know if there's any others, but they kind of go through like the um, the whole ship and the the ins and outs, the of, ins the and outs of the ship and everything. Ship, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, another reference style book, kind of like the uh, Visual Dictionary. So mm-hmm. so there's some very interesting, th- I, uh, very interesting avenues that could be explored here. You know, I keep going back to uh, Titan Comics, and I would love a graphic novel. Like, I I think it, I I think their work with them would probably lean more towards that magazine mm-hmm. range. Uh, but yeah. man, if I could get like a longer form comic or that, you know, yeah, that, I that's mean, what I'm kind of dreaming of. I guess is what I'm saying. Right, and 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 the artwork is already so beautiful and, yeah. and to use and use that in the form of a graphic novel i think would be outstanding yeah so uh for the most part that 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 really wraps up i think uh the main stuff about project luminous it will drop some links in the show notes and things like that if you guys haven't seen uh this cover art concept art all that other stuff uh, you can check this out because there's some really beautiful stuff here yeah, and one one thing I'd really highly recommend checking out is on the Star Wars YouTube channel. They have um, oh, a, yeah, vid- yeah, yeah. a video yeah, breaking yeah. down the High Republic, and yeah, I'll throw that in. And I, what I love so much about that was you talking about you know, the four, that four minute trailer. Yeah, the four minute yeah, trailer yeah, yeah. for the High Republic, and I just love the approach they took on this. That they gathered all these writers and the story group at Skywalker Ranch, and they sat down. Mm-hmm. They had a whiteboard. They were like. What does Star Wars mean to you? Um, what yeah, scares the yeah. What scares the Jedi? Starting with these broad questions and really creating a whole new space and a blank slate for these writers who we've talked about have been very much bound to the parameters of what was happening in in the trilogy mm-hmm. movies and everything. But now they they kind of have this 
blank slate to tell stories that are connected um, at the height of the Jedi. And I'm really excited with this approach. And again, I think it's going to feel like you need to read all of it. To It's kind of going to feel like the Marvel universe, but in Star Wars and in publication and, and hopefully at some point expanding um right and i'm even i'm wondering if if a series of films are going to be made in this era or if it's going to be if they're going to go the old republic for for the movies and keep this as a separate thing um that's the only question that's kind of left on my mind is is where it's going to go in the future i could see that either way and uh i wouldn't be upset either way like I've been really waiting for a major publication initiative, and um, mm-hmm. this if, is it. If yeah, and if this ended up being purely publication, I'd be yeah, to- totally be happy fine. with that. Mm-hmm. And but you could expand it if you wanted to, you know. Yeah, and I haven't been quiet about how I've felt about some of the new canon books. Like, mm-hmm. there's been some very good new canon books, and uh, like I, I don't think that they've been necessarily bad in any respect uh, no. but my main criticism is that they've never felt like they had a major implication like yeah. really important yeah this is gonna f- i already feel like this is gonna yeah. feel important and like feel even the aftermath trilogy to me never felt like it was it majorly impacted anything else you know and and then the battle exactly. of jakku and that had all this other stuff mm-hmm. um which yeah those those are big events but for me it never felt like it really had this huge impact on stuff. Yeah, and, I'm with you 100 percent on that. I agree. Yeah, and and this this whole series. I mean, it, it sounds like it starts with this major uh, event, mm-hmm. major event right has, off the top. <laughs> yep, that has yeah. galactic implications, and I I really can't wait to see how these characters respond to that. You know, this kind of and they said that this this event, whatever it is, opens up the chance for heroes to rise. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea. Yeah. I can't wait Same for that. The, the other thing I want to touch on real quick is that they also mentioned that this is kind of like Star Wars mixed with Arthurian, Arthurian legend, mm-hmm. uh, where this is like the Knights of the Round Table style. Yeah. And it's really cool. Uh, and, and you see that in some of the art here because... Uh, some of the art shows these very regal robes that they wear, mm-hmm. and and they and they were very careful to say that these are uh, temple garb. So you know they have these like white and gold trimmed robes, and you know that's what they wear around the temple. Very ornate, very uh, you know. Uh, how do I want to put this? Like it, it's like it's. It feels more religious, I guess. It's kind of you know? regal, religious, yeah. Um, yeah. And... You know, and uh, it's probably what they wear to their council meetings and whatnot. Right, right, <laughs> and right. Then when they're in action, maybe, you know, it's a little different. But... Well, yeah, then they had they had, uh, the, they had had a separate concept art image that showed, um, you know, they had their, their field attire, or uh, I mm-hmm. forget how they say it, you know, what, what they do yeah. wear out uh, when they're not in the temple. Mm-hmm. So, uh, very different styles there, and it, it, and that's interesting to me because you know later in the prequels we don't really see that they have that separation between what they wear out in the field right. versus what they wear in the temple. You know they have their rows, but you know, yep, it's it's very different uh, by that point. So, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, lots of stuff to look forward to with the High Republic for sure. Yeah. So are you jumping into everything? Are you buying it all, or do you have something you're more excited for? Um. Yeah, and I, I think I'm going to put this out in the poll um, yeah. of, of what you want to see the most, but um, you know, or what you want to read the most, I guess. And for me, it's definitely Light of the Jedi and Into the Dark are the two that I'm most excited okay. about. Yeah. Um, just because I love the novels and the young adult novels. Um, I'll if I get the opportunity to, you know, I'll dive into the the comic and you know and and stuff like that. But um, I'd like to read it all if I if I you know have the the time and the the money and the opportunity. Um, yeah. But yeah. Light of the Jedi and Into the Dark are definitely um, at the forefront for me. Yeah, the only one I'm maybe a little on the fence about is the High Republic Adventures. Just mm-hmm. having read a little bit of the IDW stuff, it's just it's good. It's just not for me. Sure. Uh, but again, uh, I'm very excited for this whole thing, and I kind of want to jump into it all and mm-hmm. experience the yeah. whole thing. Uh, you know, from from beginning to end. Uh, it's been a long time. I feel since I've gotten a Star Wars series like this, and I just want to jump in and enjoy it for everything that it is so no doubt no doubt next like we mentioned up front we have uh, a segment with sean uh from the mrc tech and uh we're gonna be talking more books this is a book week on from a certain point of view so if you haven't read any of the star wars stuff and maybe after hearing project luminous you're thinking maybe i should um even though you don't have to because it doesn't seem like any of this ties in with any of the other stuff um, but if you're seeing this and you're thinking, man, this looks interesting, there's a lot of cool stuff here, there is. And if you don't know where to start, this next segment is going to be for you. Luke, you're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. One awesome thing about Star Wars as a whole is that the story never stops at the movies, uh, not even TV shows. Uh, Star Wars has a wealth, years of books and comics and and even more. And one of the things I hear uh, every once in a while is someone uh, that says, you know, I see all this stuff, but I have no idea where to start. Uh, It can be, let's admit it, it can be a little bit overwhelming if you're you're just jumping in. So we wanted to take a a few minutes and we wanted to give our, uh, some of our recommendations uh, if if you're just looking to get into Star Wars books or comics, uh, we wanted to kind of give you a bit of a jumping in point. So uh, we have invited Sean from the MRC Tech, uh, who also does an awesome Star Wars podcast called Star Wars by the MRC Tech. And uh, we wanted to have a little roundtable discussion here with Sean and Josh and myself and we want to get you started on Star Wars books. So welcome, Sean. Thank you for joining us. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the podcast, a little bit about you, know, you, where you're from, you know, that type of stuff. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Josh and Adam, for having me on uh, your uh, wonderful podcast, wonderful content coming down the lines. Uh, the podcast stemmed from my love for Star Wars in terms of I wanted to get this thought out to the ether because my family was quite frankly done with listening to my little tidbits of details that I would tell them about (laughs) Star Wars stories. And I said, there must be people that want to listen to me out there. And I see it as like an archival sort of experience to just get these thoughts out there. I'm a full-time teacher 
So talking for me is super easy. Planning out these little podcasts, although time consuming, uh, sort of just gives me some nice energy. And then just the, the complete connection to other people around you know the world. People, I think I connected with someone in Brazil on Twitch. And then connecting with you guys over in Pittsburgh is just a pretty amazing thing. The internet is so fascinating and terrifying at the same time. And so this this podcast was really just born of uh, someone asking me to do it and then kind of thinking about it and then jumping in and then learning all about the audio production of it and then completely investing time and money and effort into trying to make <laughs> yeah. it as best as possible because I know I've listened to different podcasts and I sort of 30 seconds and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to keep this going just because I know there might be better stuff out there. And I hate to say that about other people's podcasts, but I think it's important to have a good base of a foundation for production. And then the content will follow and the people will come if you network enough. Mm -hmm. And it's been really wonderful. And I'm a variety Star Wars show. As you can tell, my name is so generic that I just want it to be called Star Wars. It has nothing to do with any one movie, book, novel, comic. I kind of take what I have and bring it into the fold and whatever's new and hot or old and not whatever it is i like to talk about it and just kind of go with the flow and we are now in the official unknown regions of star wars lore we have no idea where it's going because the quote-unquote saga is over and i'm looking forward to talking about it so thanks josh and adam for having me on the show and i'm looking forward to talking little novels tonight yeah awesome yeah. stuff absolutely we're really glad to have you so uh, why don't you go ahead and kick us off, Sean? Uh, where would you tell someone who comes to you and says, I want to read a Star Wars book, or I want to read a Star Wars comic, but man, I have no idea uh, what one to pick up first? Yeah, what so do you tell all of, yeah, all of my choices stem from the novels. I'm just getting into the comics, so I won't comment too much on them tonight unless I sidebar with one of you. Uh, but I'm going to start with a book that recently came out by Claudia Gray called Master and Apprentice. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the reason I choose this is because, uh, you know, 2000, the year 2000 is only 20 years ago. It's, it's only 20 years ago. And that's <laughs> right, when yeah. The Phantom Menace came out. And the first two Jedi we see on screen is Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Yes. And I think they're probably, uh, you know, Obi-Wan is definitely our very known i'd say more known than a lot of the characters today with clone wars appearances etc and just seeing their relationship i think if you've read master and apprentice and then watched phantom menace you would get a completely different feel for their relationship so everything top to bottom uh between the questionability of a jedi who sort of loses his way in this sort of kind of says, you know, Jedi aren't really all good. And then, you know, just seeing how Qui-Gon goes through his change and how Obi-Wan gets to where he gets to toward like Revenge of the Sith area. All of this is sort of in this book. So I don't know if you had a chance to read it, but I did. It's a, it, it's yes, a very good yes. read. Yes. Yeah, I, I am a huge Claudia Gray fan. Um, I, I feel she has written so many excellent star wars novels and I, I think when you're considering you know the the overall timeline starting with master and apprentice makes a, a whole lot of sense and i would also say that if you're really into the the lore of the force and prophecy and those types of things i think you'll get a lot out of this one as well yeah that's what i was going to mention with that was the prophecies and uh, mm -hmm. it, was just, it talks so much about qui-gon's uh 
affinity or interest in in these in these prophecies that come up so often through the prequels and like you said i think that would just give a, a brand new perspective to you know the to not only the the overarching events of the prequels but even just obi-wan and uh qui-gon's relationship uh which is is in a, a much better place at the start of episode one but they've had some some growing, and I, I think you would just appreciate those two that much more, uh, having read Master and Apprentice. So that, that's a great choice, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. And, and and if you're prequel people, like I don't, you know, I don't fall on one side of the fence or other. But mm-hmm. this is for you, you know, for the yeah. prequel people who love that era. This is a great stepping off point into that world. Yes, I, I concur. Absolutely, I love that choice. Now, do you want to go book to book, or do you want me to hit all three? Uh, let's let's do a roundtable. So let me shoot Fair. this over to ahead, Josh. And okay. Josh, what's your what's your selection? Well, you know my my thought process earlier in the day was going to to Master and Apprentice, thinking about the the timeline. But then I kind of shifted gears to where I actually started my journey with the Star Wars canon beyond the movies, and it was also a, a Claudia Gray novel. Um, my favorite Star Wars novel at this point is Lost Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that what Claudia Gray does so well here is she introduces new characters to this universe, to this galaxy, but um, puts these characters in situations that we're familiar with from the original trilogy. And it's kind of seeing um, these events from a different point of view, you know, from the, the point of view of an Imperial, for example, you know, um, and I, I just love how it then also f- leads ultimately to the the battle of Jakku, and and so as you know we get close to the Force Awakens, um, seeing the the aftermath of that battle on Jakku that that Rey is kind of fl- you know a scavenger of, um, so that's probably where I would start would be with with Lost Stars. Nice. I uh, purposely left that off my list. I knew you were going to jump. You knew that I was going to take that one. You knew yeah. me too well. Yeah. Uh, but I was very seriously considering tossing that one on there. It's yeah, uh, that's a sleeper. Being as it's oh, man. a young adult, right? It's not yeah considered yeah. And, uh, adult novel. Yeah, right? I, I wrote about this in the blog a, a few weeks ago, but I I did sleep on this initially. Like, I did not mm. read this initially, and I, I skipped it a few times. And I read a few of the others that that popped up around. Um, that was one of the Journey to Force Awakens novels, I believe, if I remember right. <laughs> Yeah, I think that must be how I came across it to begin with, because uh, you know I was getting pumped for the the Force Awakens and everything, and I, I must have come across it. Yeah, so I, I did sleep on it, and I started reading some of the other ones, and I kept seeing this Lost Stars book, and I'm I'm looking at this thing, and I'm reading the summaries, and I'm like, right, yeah, it's just it, it, I'm not sure if I'm I'm looking for young adult right now. I do enjoy young mm-hmm. adult. I'm like, I don't know if I'm looking for young adult right now, or I don't know if I'm looking for a love story right now, but. Man, when I finally just broke down and said, "All right, fine, I'll check it out," blew yeah, me away. I totally, blew I, me away. I fell for the advertising scheme of Journey to any movie. <laughs> I was like, "Give it." <laughs> yeah. Outside of a children's <laughs> book, like Chewie and the Porgs, not interested. But right. give it to me. I'm buying all of it. I don't care. You know, there's. I don't like all the books, but I'm like, you know what? We got to give props. These books are golden in this era of star wars so I, I really did love lost stars but it's you know i think i read it back in 2015 so it's sure. been a while yeah. since i read it so mm-hmm. 
details are hazy outside of, you know, two people on the opposite ends and they mm-hmm. sort of end up being against each other. And really it's a, it's a cool story. Uh, and if I remember all those details, that means it's stuck with me. So yes. That's mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I think I'll need to revisit that one at some point as well. Cause for me, it's been a while mm-hmm. also since I've read it. Yeah. So Adam, I think it's on you now. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, I, I started with lost stars and then I kind of bounced around a little bit. I was like, well, first of all, I, I knew Josh was going to pick that one. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let, let's, let's set this one aside for a bit. Uh, I decided to go with the Force Awakens novelization. Ooh, nice. And the reason I start here is because this is, you know, this is kind of our newest generation of Star Wars movies. And if you've seen if if you've seen the movie, which I'm sure if you're interested in these books, you probably have, I think it might be a really good starting point uh, to kind of check out what a Star Wars book is all about without having to worry about diving into uh, who are all these characters type thing. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you don't have to worry about who Grand Admiral Thrawn is if you don't know who Grand Admiral Thrawn is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um I thought it was it was a it was it's it's a very well written adaptation. It's uh written by Alan Dean Foster. Uh if I'm not mistaken, Alan Dean Foster wrote um the novelization for A New Hope. Uh but I would have to go back and check all that stuff. Anyway, he's done Star Wars novels before. A great writer. Uh, it was a very fun uh, novelization, adaptation of the movie. It gives you, like I said, a, a very easy way to test, to test, your, uh, test the waters for Star Wars books. So mm-hmm. my first choice is The Force Awakens novelization by Alan Dean Foster. I see. I was actually surprised by that, Adam. I, I had another one in mind that I thought you might go with, but... Maybe we'll get to that one eventually. We might. We might. And he, uh, Alan Dean did write uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, and I think that's what I was probably thinking of. Actually, you are absolutely right. Was I right on both points? He wrote Star Wars from the adventures of Luke Skywalker. Okay, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah, later dubbed to A New Hope to uh, reflect the new title. I know more than I thought I did. So you were right spot <laughs> on. I got you on the Wikipedia check. All right, nice. nice, nice. So I gotta love I'm the, on the fact checkers. I, I got re- the research coming down the screen. <laughs> yes, I love it. So then to connect with that, I actually have something that connects to The Force Awakens, although I, sh- I nice. stayed away from the nice. main novels. And I have, actually going back into young adult world, Okay, is the Greg Rucka Star Wars before the awakening and this is a okay uh, like a sh- mm-hmm. i won't say a short story but it's 33 right, percent right. separated between fn2187 ray herself and poe dameron and so yeah, i remember just, that one yeah. right and sort of and this was a by the way journey to the force awakens completely dove mm-hmm. right in bought everything off the shelf and you know we 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 learn about ray and and, th- and this is the book that I was referencing on Twitter that was like, yeah, but Ray knows how to do this because of this book. And the people were like, people don't <laughs> books, man. And I'm like, you're right. What do you want me to do about it? So like we learned that Ray builds a, a, a pilot simulation computer thing in this book. Uh, okay. We learned that mm-hmm. Finn became best friends with the guy he fought 
in Force Awakens with the, uh, you know, when he had the lightsaber at Maskinatis Castle. Yeah, the one who calls him traitor, right? Right, right. Like yes, they were they yes. were BFFs, you know. But I, I I got a different flavor of Finn in this. Like he was really, he was like really a like a BA. Like he was a soldier. I never really nice. got that feeling during the movies. I always felt like right. he was sort of lost. And I maybe maybe I'm reading him wrong. But maybe that's why he keeps on yelling Ray because he has yeah, to like, get back. He has to. Yes, he he's lost. Yeah, I, I guess Ray, I don't know. Yeah. And then, Where are you? I can't. Ray. I can't tell you anything about Poe in this book because I honestly don't remember. So it must not have been an impact. But I did enjoy this book because it just gave you a little insight into the new characters before we get into the actual storyline. That way, we could focus in on the storyline without having to question mm-hmm. all of the characters' decision making. So for me, before the Awakening is sort of a key book to start with. If you're going into the sequel trilogy. I like it, Josh. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just along those lines, I guess the way I approached this was if if you're especially if you're somebody who, you know, really enjoyed the sequel trilogy and and a real really still kind of caught up in this this time period. um, My thought line went from Lost Stars and then it went to another Claudia Gray novel, Bloodline. Um, And. I think it's just another essential read. Uh, you get, you know, you get a lot about Leia in that one. You get sort of the beginnings of how the the for, first order came to be in, in a way, um, not directly, but kind of indir- more indirectly. Um, and I just think that it's another great uh, Claudia Gray that that I would jump into if I were, you know, going to start and go back and start with the canon again. Excellent. Yeah, I I enjoyed the Bloodline book a lot. Yes. I think it was heavy in politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It sort of reminded me of a little Phantom Menace action. Um, I love the scene with Leia wearing the black cape and the black dress after the scandalous reveal that right. that Vader was her yeah. father. Yeah, yes. and then like it dawned on me, I was like, wait a second, does anybody actually know what happens after Return of the Jedi? Like, not even the no. public has a and, clue. Right. Right. And, you know, they probably still think the Palpatine is alive somehow. They probably think Vader is alive. You know, there's a myth, there's a legendary status to it. Right. And then somebody sabotages her political career. Literally, I mean, it was, I think it was very reflective to our current political state. You yeah, know, sure. In the US, sure. Yeah. So it sort of hit home with me. And I was like, wow, this is, this is in a galaxy far, far away, but it's not really. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think right. I think just the fact that as audience members, you know, we, we are aware of of who that Leia's father is is Darth Vader, you know, but the 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 galaxy isn't necessarily, you mm-hmm. know, and 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 this is a reveal for for these people in in this in this galaxy. So I just thought that was just an interesting take on that. Yeah, for sure. So I think that. Covers the gamut of Claudia Gray novels, does it not? <laughs> Claudia Gray, uh, it should. Yeah, I think it does. Claudia Gray's coming tonight in Luminous. We're gonna yes. see. She is. I know. So I, I, I think the, I think the moral of the story is if you pick up a Claudia Gray novel, it if should you can't be go okay. Wrong. Yeah, you can't it's a home run. run. It's yeah. a home run. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. I am gonna give a, a comic uh, series oh, cool. to start with. And I'm actually going to go with this, and, and I'll, I'll tie this all together in a few minutes. I'm going to go with the current run of Star Wars novels. That's volume three that just launched this uh, 
Is that late 2019 or uh, 2020? Uh, I okay. think it was 2020. Uh, so it's the mm-hmm. the most current volume of Star Wars novels. Starts with Star Wars number one, and uh, it did launch in 2020. Uh, this kind of tells the story of what happened in between uh, five and six episodes, five and six. So uh, I'm sure you, I'm sure if you're interested in Star Wars books, you've seen episodes five and six of the original Star Wars trilogy. And this gives you some some backstory in there. What happened to Luke? How is he feeling after he learns about Vader being his father? What happens with Lando and uh, and Leia on the Falcon? Uh, you know, how do they get from being? You know, how do they get from uh, from the events on Bespin to uh, you know ending up in Jabba's palace on on this undercover mission? Uh, mm-hmm. This comic series is, is telling those stories, but it's also starting to tell some other stories as well. And I'm going to leave it there uh, for now. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Uh, although I'm not familiar with comics, I am jumping all in on yeah. this part of the story because one of the things that I always wondered was like, all right, cool. Luke knows how to force choke people. When that happened. Yeah. Tell, tell me, you know, when did he build his lightsaber? When, right. when, when did all of these things happen and, and how far down the line does it happen? So, yeah, you know, so far, I think the number three is coming out 311. Yes, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. Yeah. And the first two have been home runs. I'm really enjoying it. I like that it's not coming out weekly because I can't afford it. Uh, So, (laughs) exactly. uh, Really, I'm looking forward to the monthly output and it's just something to fill the gap right now with with Star Wars stuff. Yeah. And the nice thing about this is uh, comics can be even more overwhelming uh, to jump into than the novels uh, just because there's so many different volumes and, Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, the thing that I like about these, these the Star Wars volumes here is I think that each of these volumes you can just jump into. I think they tell their own story. I don't think that they are tied into any other series too heavily where you need to read, you know, you know like if you jump into a Marvel series, you're going to have to read a couple different volumes of a couple different stories to get the full story here. I think you can jump into the Star Wars uh, novel, uh, the Star Wars comics in any volume, and I think you'll be okay, and I think they each tell their own story pretty well. Um, but the other nice thing about jumping in here is that you're, you know, kind of caught up with everybody. Everyone's reading, you know, we've only read two issues of this series so far, uh, so you're only, like, 50 pages behind, to be honest. Yeah, time's now, let's go. Come yeah. on mm-hmm. into the comic world, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I believe that brings us back to Sean. Cool. Back into the novel realm. And again, uh, if you didn't pick up on my theme, I had a prequels book, I had a sequels book, and now I have the end of the original trilogy's book. And that's uh, <laughs> literally a journey to Star Wars, The Force Awakens book. God damn it. I didn't even think about this. <laughs> um, I picked three books based on and I just realized I picked the majority was Journey to the Force Awakens mm-hmm. is uh, Aftermath. That was a re- yeah. Yes. Yeah, but, Chuck but that Wendell, was a really indeed. fun series of uh, of the journey too. Oh man, so. um, I I don't I didn't know if I liked it how fragmented it was, but every every once in a while we got a peek under the curtain of what was happening in the galaxy on different worlds and gal- you know in different places and you know what was the political landscape here and and what were these people doing there and then it would jump back into the main storyline and 
you know, uh, I think they did a really great, I think he did a really great job at, first off, I think the first book trilogy outside of yes. the Thrawn one. Right. Coming down, coming down the line. So he had to make this all happen in a short amount of time. Uh, I think, and I mean, I forget if it's a couple years after or maybe immediately after Return of the Jedi, but, you know, I, I was really intrigued by the state of the galaxy. What's going on? Like, yes, just because yes. the Death Star 2 blows up doesn't mean that things aren't in shambles. So just to see the Battle of Jakku and and all of that, you know, all of that involved and again, read that back in 15, but probably have to read it again to give you more detail. But I just yeah. really enjoyed it and I enjoyed the trilogy and it was something to look forward to. And unfortunately, I think Chuck Wendig got kicked from a comic series due to his comments on twitter yeah he, he, he's not a quiet yeah. two years ago he's right not, he's not hey, a listen, quiet person so yeah, that happens sometimes so right um, maybe he'll come back down the line but i really yeah. enjoyed aftermath and that sort of covers you know prequel sequel and original trilogy uh, in a realm assuming nice. you've all watched the movies i was yep yes. I, I was hoping one of you guys would pick up on aftermath because I, I left it off but i i I really didn't want to leave it off, um, and I wouldn't yes. have left it off if it weren't for some other circumstances. But, uh, but Josh, uh, what's yeah, your same here. I, I was really close to including, you know, aftermath in there. My my issue was, you know, and why I left it off. Mine was I've only just recently completed the first of the three mm. novels in that series. Um, okay. As I, I, I was gearing up for the rise of Skywalker and everything, I wanted to jump back into the the canon and. Mm -hmm. um, and, and read some of the things that I hadn't read before. And, and that was one of them. And so I, I, I completed the, the first book in the aftermath trilogy. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it was the, the writing style or, or what, it, it was hard for me to get through that one. And mm. um, I'm not really sure why, but you know, I'm, I do want to give the, the second and third um, novels in that series a, a try here sometime in the near future. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do think that the trilogy as a whole picks up in the second and third books for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Yeah. Um, but it, but if I were to go to my next choice, it would be in the world of comics. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge comic book reader, um, but this is one that I had to read and I've really been enjoying it so far. And that's The Rise of Kylo Ren, mm. um, Charles Soule. And we're on issue three out of four, actually. Mm -hmm. So I like that it's just four issues. And like you said, Adam, sometimes it can get a little overwhelming with the number of yeah. issues that can that can be in a comic and everything um but i've really enjoyed this run one of the most interesting things to me in the sequel trilogy and one of the most interesting characters is ben solo kylo ren um i've you know always wanted to know how he you know joined the knights of ren how did he turn to the dark side exactly how did that all happen and and this really dives into that and i've really enjoyed it so far and so th this one was a must read for me Awesome. Yeah, I've been covering it's, the Kylo Ren yeah. series on the mm -hmm. podcast, uh, doing some readings of it, some some analysis, and I'll be honest, the first one was great. The second one was good. I thought issue three was a clunker, mm -hmm. and I'm just trying to figure <laughs> yeah. out where the story's going. Right. You know, I'm, I yeah. was so excited. Everybody was so excited for the Knights of Ren, mm -hmm. and then we got a flashback sequence and then nothing for a whole movie and then we had lots of standing and yeah. big drums 
Yeah, they they didn't do <laughs> nothing much else in, in the movie. Yeah. Like, I would yeah. have loved to see them taking down Chewie. Like, we know Chewie's strong, but to see that scene of him just being incapacitated immediately would have sort of shown the strength of the Knights of Ren. Instead, it was probably cut from the the floor there. Right. Um, I'm not saying that the Kylo Ren series is bad. I'm just saying that I'm trying to figure out like yeah. anything that flashes back to Luke with the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. And, their interactions, you know, during that time, I'm like, um, it's I'm drooling over it. It's awesome. Yeah, and that and was my I'm, favorite part of this most recent one. Oh yeah, that was you great. Know, but I yeah. like they humanized Ren. So now I'm like, it's Jeff Bridges. Like <laughs> I don't like care. Because yeah. He's got blue eyes. He's really good looking. He's got gray wavy hair, and it's just Jeff Bridges. That's all. <laughs> right. It is. Right. Like, right. I don't care about it. Or not. I think I'm thinking Kurt Russell. Kurt, Kurt Russell okay. is oh, okay. really what I'm looking for. <laughs> but it's like. You've, you know, now he just looks like a normal person to me. So he's not this scary guy anymore. So, you know, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah, he's going to be cut down because mm-hmm. he's got to obviously, over, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. that's happening. So, but, but how it happens, I don't know. Um, we'll see. I mean, first off, yeah. when, when I saw Snoke in his little hat in a garden, I <laughs> laughed out loud going, what? I think yeah. I reacted that was a little to it weird. live on the podcast. I was literally reading it live and I was going, what is this hippie? doing in this weird <laughs> garden like area the garden in the middle of the galaxy we have we are in guardians of the galaxy mode right now and i can i love it it was just so good to see all that kind of stuff i was definitely thrown a little bit off by oh, the, man, thro- it. thrown for a loop there just a little bit but oh, yeah. for sure yeah. yeah for sure okay uh so before i get my last one do either of you have any more to add here like any uh honorable mentions anything like that um, I did. I did have one I wanted to mention. Would would now be an okay time to yeah, do that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, speaking of you know, kind of going back to the conversation about the young adult novels. Um, uh, for some reason, I must be a sucker for these things because <laughs> I'm I'm currently reading Force Collector. Um, Ooh. Which is on the journey to the rise of Skywalker, actually. Huh. huh? And there's a lot of tie-ins with planets that we visit and and it really ties the whole saga together in a way that I didn't expect. And we go to some, even like a, a prequel planet. And um, I don't want to give out any spoilers in case anybody hasn't, hasn't read it yet, but um, I'm just really enjoying force collector. And, and I would definitely rec. I'm, I'm flying through it. Um, it's, I just, I can't wait to read the next chapter. It's one of those ones that I'm having a hard time putting down. So that's when I know I found, a book that I really enjoy. So, my my man, I read that on a plane ride mm-hmm. to California. I was going on a yeah. work trip, and I was like, <laughs> "Wait a second! All they did was put in the best hits of everything yeah. Star Wars in one exactly. book. I'm all in. I, I, lo- I love it. It is the best hits. I love everything it. is so convenient. <laughs> it is uh, super cool. Like I want to be a 15 year old person who passes out when they touch objects. Like exactly. this is what I need in my life. <laughs> exactly. And I was all in nice. on the Force Collector book. That gets high praise from me. Yeah, man. Oh man, that's that's I'm so good. It. I love that you love it. It's it's yeah. so good. Okay, cool. So I have one final one, and I'm gonna serve this as a transition of sorts. Uh, if if you're looking to jump into Star Wars novels, Star Wars books, and you don't want to get bogged down by everything, that, by all these other canon aspects, by you don't want to get tripped up over you know what came before when, I, I think you might need a brand new era of Star Wars books, Star Wars storytelling, and so 
my last pick is Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule, which was literally announced about an hour before we went <laughs> That's live. That's not fair. That is <laughs> not fair. <laughs> and yeah. I am going with that. <laughs> that yeah, is... Yeah. <laughs> it has potential, I'll, I'll say that. Yes. So... Uh, yeah, I think that's a great place to start, and I think that gets like like we like we mentioned with the Star Wars comic. I think that gets you into a place where you are, you know, uh, step step to step in step with everyone else. Um, you, you know, everyone else reading the same book, talking about the same story. Uh, you're just starting with everybody else. Uh, you're not behind at all. I think it's a great time to do that. Uh, that book drops in August of this year, from what I'm seeing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's a High Republic novel, so it seems like High Republic is definitely the next era of Star Wars storytelling. And I, I think it's a great place to start, you know. Uh, it gives you a brand new story to talk about, so. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, obviously they've been teasing High Republic and, and other... Um, Yep. You know, forms of, of, of media here. Which is why it. I mentioned that Star Wars volume because they've talked about it in, yeah. in in that in, in that volume of comics as well. So So yeah. I, I I am looking on Twitter here. Yeah, I've been just speaking of Project Luminous and it, it says they're starting late apparently. Ah, nice. <laughs> cool. So perfect. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Uh, well, I'll fill some time. Uh, one of the books that I just recently finished off was Delilah S. Dawson's um, Black Spire. I haven't checked and that one out yet. I won't go into the gritty details of it, but it is technically a sequel to Phasma. So okay, read Phasma I am re first. I'm reading Phasma currently. You'll be spoiled by Black Spire. But one thing I actually wish that I read Black Spire before I visited Galaxy's Edge because it is just a love letter to Galaxy's Edge, and I can't speak highly enough to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It is a must visit. I was fortunate enough to go by myself. I called my wife in the middle of Galaxy's Edge, and I said, listen, I love you. I'm so happy you're not here. <laughs> That's it. That's just the honest truth to it. And I, I, you know, I have a two-year-old daughter who will absolutely go crazy when she sees all the live action stuff but i was just able to gush over galaxy's edge and black spire brought me right back to that feeling so do yourself a favor outside of the high republic which i have up on stream right now star wars the high republic all over that yep. uh, yeah you know black spire is a is a wonderful book um good storyline too nice nice characters in it so highly recommend Awesome. Yeah, I have I haven't read that one yet. I've heard really good things. Um and you know, I, I have my 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 house is is booked for the Labor Day week in September uh down in down in Orlando. Ooh. Uh and I'm going to be making a visit to Galaxy's Edge and and I can't wait. I have a 3-year-old daughter that I'm I'm looking forward to her, you know, building a droid and all that good stuff. Um uh. but I even just love the one portion of Force Collector where, you know, the um, the main character yeah, they, yep, yep. visits, uh, you know, Batu and everything, and and just that got me excited in itself. Oh, so, you know, I did it all. I said, "Where can I spend money? I'm going there." Yep. I did the droid. I did the <laughs> lightsaber. Lightsabers. Yeah. You have to think about how you're getting that thing on the plane. They give you. It does fit in an overhead. 
confirmed mm-hmm. tsa website states nice. lightsabers can be brought onto the plane <laughs> good to know <laughs> just letting you know so yeah. that's okay but it does count as a as a uh a carry-on so you ain't okay. getting away with three things so just just keep that in mind when you're traveling on out there uh just a wonderful experience i, I think i spent five hours by myself five hours just looking around it was really cool i think we need yeah, to do I, a, a, a traveling to galaxy's edge podcast sometime Ooh. On location, yeah. I'm in. On location, yeah. absolutely. So, oh heck yeah! Know, if if, you, if you guys want to join, I wasn't me, thinking that, but yeah, that week, you're welcome to tag along. Right. <laughs> cool, right. sweet. Well, yeah. So if you're looking for a Star Wars book, a, a place to start in novels, I hope you found something here. These the suggestions, Josh and Sean brought their A game here. I think that there's some really great stories for you to jump into. So, uh, any final words here before I hit the end record button? I just want to thank you, too, for uh, bringing me on into the fold. Uh, I think communication and networking between parties on the same side is wonderful, and I'm looking forward to discussing Project Luminous in its intimate detail coming down the line. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us, and uh, I hope you find your way back here soon. For sure. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. We really enjoyed it. I'm just glad you're here. Well, that wraps up episode 18 of From a Certain Point of View. Thank you, Sean, for joining us for that novel talk. That was a heck of a fun time. If you guys are out there listening and you haven't checked out Sean's stuff, you really should give him a a, a listen. The podcast is Star Wars by MRC Tech. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on uh, all the usual places. He's also on Twitter at the MRC Tech, and he does uh, some live streaming. He records his podcasts live, and he does some game streaming as well. Uh, you can find that on twitch.tv slash Tech. Thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you're listening to this and haven't subscribed yet, make sure you do so. We're on uh, a bunch of different uh, podcatchers. Uh, including iTunes, and if you happen to listen on iTunes, uh, make sure you leave us a review. Um, we helps it helps us get out to more people and jump up in the rankings. Uh, so if you are on iTunes or even just have iTunes installed on your computer, uh, leave us a review there. We would extremely, extremely appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, check out the website from a certain point of view dot com. We've had three blog posts this week a canon catch-up that 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 i did and a a project luminous recap and then yesterday we're recording this on saturday but friday we kicked off a brand new series that we're going to be doing and i i imagine that may cross over in the into the podcast at some point as well but we kicked off a series that i'm calling guarding the light and the idea behind that is that we want to showcase all of the awesome things that Star Wars fans do, because there's, you know, if you're if you're on Twitter or following some certain pages on Facebook, you might think that the narrative out there is a little different around Star Wars fans. But uh, from my experience, and I know from Josh's personal experience, uh, Star mm-hmm. Wars fans are very different from what you hear on those sites. And yeah, we want to showcase. Of- yeah, we want to showcase the best uh, that Star Wars has to offer and 
all of the really cool things that fans do. So the other thing about that is that I think we need your help to do all of that. Uh, and to learn more about this, definitely hit, uh, hit up the, the blog post that I, that I put out yesterday. But I want to hear, and I know Josh wants to hear, about all of these things that you see that tell you that Star Wars fans are the best in the world. So you see something out there uh, on the news, or if you see something in your community that ha- that's happening that's you know the Star Wars type event with Star Wars fans that are doing something to make the world a better place, we want to hear about that, and we want to feature that on the blog. And it it could be anything. Uh, like I mentioned, it could be something as simple as you know someone in Star Wars was was really nice to you, and you want to kind of pass that story along, uh, or you know even some Star Wars fan was out there doing something fun and encouraging other people to to have fun and to feel good about themselves. If you're a if you're a Star Wars themed creator, you know podcast whatever, and you're organizing some kind of charity event, let us know. I'd be happy to feature that on the blog. Yeah, guarding the light. Um, I know Josh is wanting to talk about his experience at uh, Celebration, which was a, a very positive experience for you. Yeah, it was. I can't wait to share about that. Yeah. So yeah, you're going to be seeing a lot more, uh, a lot of positive uh, positivity, a lot of Star Wars themed um, good news, good feel stuff out there. So. And we're going to be bringing it all to you. So that's all the website uh, from a certain point of view.com. Uh, we'll also be putting that stuff out. You can, you can guarantee we'll be putting that stuff out on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Twitter is certain POV pod. And the Facebook page is from a certain point of view. Uh, we also have the discord server and the links for that will be in the, uh, in the uh, show notes. And it's also on the website. And you can also reach us at email, a certain povpod at gmail.com. And one thing I keep forgetting to add to this whole spiel is that we're also on anchor.fm, mm-hmm. which means that if you check out our page on uh, Anchor, you can leave us a voicemail there and we can play it on the show. So if you have any questions or you know you want to throw your two cents in on a topic that we talked about, leave us a voicemail. We, we'll play it on the show for you. And yes, thank you everybody so much for joining us uh, for this podcast and we really want to hear from you. So Adam told you how you can interact with us and until next time, remember that everything we told you today was true. From a certain point of view.